Hey, what's going on, everyone? This is Nolan Sam with Infinite Banking Radio, and I have uh, probably one of my favorite guests on here today. Uh, his name is Mike Schwally. I have him introduce himself, but um, Mike is the guy who actually got me into Infinite Banking. He taught me this strategy. Um, he stuck with me. I'm so thankful that he did because uh, I was an arrogant kid that thought I knew everything. And Mike really knocked me down and said, look, dude, you know, you're a really great guy, but you don't know everything yet, dude. So let me teach you a thing or two. So, But uh, Mike is the one that brought me into this business. He taught me infinite banking, taught me almost everything that I know and how to utilize this strategy in my business with real estate. And I really hope that you guys can listen in and learn from what Mike has done in his own business. He was an entrepreneur and uh, he almost has a very similar uh, story is mine where he started as an entrepreneur and uh, came into this business. But I really want to introduce Mike and have him tell his story. So, Mike, thanks for coming on, man. Yeah, man. Really uh, appreciate you having me on today. And um, yes, uh, I did. I started uh, similar to the way you did. I was taught this strategy by an agent here from Nallen Wealth Management. And um, similar to you, uh, it took me a while. It took me a second to grasp the concept. Um, but I was lucky enough to um, understand it and get to hear it firsthand from the man himself, Nelson Nash, uh, back in the day. So uh, there was a seminar held and I got to sit through. It was about an eight hour session and uh, got to learn this strategy, went home. And, and you say I'm the one that taught it to you and, and I you know, tell people I teach it to them. But the reality is we teach it to ourselves and we educate, educate and educate ourselves until we finally grasp the concept. So um so I was blessed to understand it. Now, me personally, my story, um, I was a business owner for about 12 years, um, owned a distribution uh, moving company. We delivered furniture all over the, the Southeast for uh, various people and had a uh, great operation, ran it for a long time. And when I uh, first got into this strategy, it was really more about just personal finance because I was a finance major um, from a local school here in Birmingham, Birmingham Southern College, great school taught me well, taught me, but but what they taught me, I, I should say, was really what they taught everybody, kind of just to go along with the herd. Here's the financial products that are out there that everybody is, uh, you know, whether it's wealth management or, or retirement planning, and, and here's what everybody else does, and here's what you can do, and here's, you know, strategies on, on how to grow wealth, and um, nothing was around the infinite banking concept. So when I first heard about this, I had to rediscover and relearn a lot of things. And it allowed me to look at my own personal finances and then just give you kind of the the aha moment that hit me between the eyes. Um, try not to use any numbers because it's hard on a podcast to, or radio show to uh, go through it. But what my wife and I were doing, we uh, we were taught by the, uh, or we, we, we found financial Peace. If you, anybody knows what I'm referring to, there, uh, we read a book by a gentleman, uh, real popular in the Nashville area, that um, taught us not to go into debt and, and spend cash. So when we needed something, we would save money and save money. And I and and Nolan, if if you don't follow him on uh, Instagram, did a fantastic uh, video on this subject just the other day, actually. But um, when you spend cash. Uh, you give up the ability to earn that cash. That was one of the biggest lessons I learned from Nelson is, you know, that money is gone forever. And uh, so my wife and I, we looked back at about five years of our savings account, and we saw that we spent upwards of $80,000 in a five-year period on various things, cars, putting a new deck on the house. Um, my kids needed braces. Um, 
we we went on vacations, whatever, appliances go out. And every time we we dipped into our savings, we had to start back over it. We had to fill it back up. And uh, this concept really hit me between the eyes when I saw the impact, not in just a four to five year span, but a 30 to 40 year span. Um, And that's what, what really opened my eyes up. I started educating myself and then I went from there. Awesome, Mike. So, you know, I mean, your story is what also kind of captured me and what, uh, how I've tried to apply infinite banking in my own business. Give us what your thirty your thirty thousand foot view is. What is infinite banking? You know, what did you learn from Nelson Nash? What do you try to teach clients on how to understand and use in their own business? What is infinite banking? Yeah, to me, it's just uh, to simplify it and get it and, and look at it from, like you said, a 30,000 foot view, um, it's just a replacement for savings. Traditional savings can be replaced by utilizing and practicing the process of infinite banking. Um, yeah, it comes with a product of life insurance, but the process is what matters. So what, what do we use savings for? You know, purchasing vehicles, paying off debts, credit cards, student loans, anything, uh, college funding, uh, down payments on a home, engagement rings, going on a vacation, you know, those are the type of things. And then you get more creative and and I'm blessed and I work with you, as you know, quite a bit on working with real estate investors, Um, you know, making that down payment there, you got to put some skin in the game, rehabbing the property, upkeep and, and different things that come up in the rental world, you know, so different things that we use capital for, you, that's basically savings dollars, operation, operating accounts, whatever you want to call it. That it, it provides just a better guaranteed growth than what the banks are giving us. It provides control of your cash flow, just like your savings account. Nobody forces you when to fill it up. Nobody, you get to control the ins and outs. It, it, it turns a typical viewed expense of life insurance into an asset, and it provides tax advantages in, inside of that asset which is really, uh, I also work with a large number of business owners. They all have business insurance needs. They want, they're always trying to find a way to get around Uncle Sam. You know, this is a perfect vehicle in that sense to, as, as that tool, that, that process and that product together to help scratch that itch, I guess. Yeah. All right. So Mike, I was, uh, I was watching a video the other day on YouTube and, um, this gentleman was talking about the difference between infinite banking and uh, anything else is all in uh, the nature of the collateral uh, when you are borrowing uh, against the cash value. Can you kind of go into some details on what this gentleman was even describing and what he means when he says the nature of the collateral uh, when you borrow the money? Sure. Um, and, I, and when I explain this to clients, usually the best example I give is um, a HELOC. You know, so we know how a HELOC or you should know how, how a HELOC works. But if you don't, you know, as we pay a mortgage on our homes, um, we build up equity inside of that home. And as you build up equity in that home, you can go back to your, your bank or a lender and you can ask for a home equity line of credit, a HELOC. And so when you borrow money out of that HELOC, you don't interrupt the appreciation on the value of your home. So hopefully it's appreciating, right? But now the difference, that we're, compare that now to a life insurance product. So in the life insurance product, we're making premium payments or deposits into these accounts. And you got to work with somebody that's properly educated and understands how these works, like Nolan, like myself and the guys here at Nallen. Um, but when you, when you 
put money in, you're building cash value. That's your equity in the product, in the in the policy, right? Well, the policy itself is life insurance. The insurance companies, they view the asset as your death benefit. That's what they are on the hook for. It, you, we are gonna. We only use whole life insurance, right? We could use other variable life products. I won't go down that rabbit trail. But when we use whole life, we are partnering with the insurance company. We pay a premium. They have to provide X. Well, part of that X is the guaranteed cash growth. The other part of that is the death benefit. It is a permanent product that cannot go away. You can't outlive it. So. When they, they have to pay it out someday. We're all going to graduate, right? <laughs> so when we do, that death benefit will get paid out. But while we're living, the living benefit of these products, because that's the part people miss, the living benefit is what we're doing it for. And so when we have cash value in these products and we leverage that cash value, we're leveraging against that asset of cash, and which is part of made up inside of the death benefit. So that death benefit is just a prepayment. Essentially, that loan, that leverage we're using is essentially prepayment of the death benefit that will ultimately get paid out. And if you did expire, you graduated, and you had a loan outstanding with the insurance company, they are going to extinguish that loan before they pay your beneficiary out that tax-free death benefit. Awesome, Mike. So, Another question that I want to ask, and, and this is one thing that um, that you really taught me uh, to uh, implement in my own business, is there's a term and an acronym out there called EVA, or Economic Value Added, and you guys introduced this to me. I know Nelson Nass introduced this idea to you guys here, but can you go into some details about what EVA is and how a business owner or a real estate investor can apply that to their own business? Yeah, I, I wish Nelson was here. You could interview him. He would he would answer this question ten times better than I could. But I'll do my best uh, at it. So, what Nelson taught us is it, it, a funny story about don't steal the piece. Um, and we'll we'll put this into ec- accounting practice and, and talk about EVA. But when you borrow from yourself inside these policies, um, you're you're you could go out into the market. You, you have options, right? You don't have to use the money from these policies to go buy real estate or pay off debts or whatever. You could go to a bank and get a loan, right? And if we went to a bank and got a loan, they're going to do what? They're going to charge us interest. And that interest is a cost that they are letting us use their money for. Same thing. So EVA, economic value added, is simply putting a value on your own savings dollar. And that's one of the things I was not doing a good job of when I when I was using savings. That that's one thing that guy in Nashville forgot to teach um, is when you take money out of savings and you go to replenish it, you you gave up opportunity cost. However long that took you to replenish that money, six months, six years, there was money you lost in that transaction because you removed the money from its earnings potential before you replenished it. So if I take, just to give it some math, if I take 10,000 out and I put 10,000 back in, I didn't treat my money like there was any cost. So all EVA is, is attaching a number or value to your cash. If you are going to go to the market, a lender, and borrow their money, and their money is worth 5% to you, why not treat your own money with the same respect? That's all we practice and all we teach because if you do that in your own savings dollars, with your own savings, 
you're you're only going to improve. You you can't go do anything. You can only go be better in this in the long run. So, you know, there was I could go on for a 10 minute conversation about how Coca-Cola, IBM, a lot of large companies found this out because what they were doing is when they would uh, let's say they'd build a factory, they would borrow money from banks to build that factory and they would pay them interest and pay them on their terms. Well, when they would buy equipment or vehicles, they would spend cash. And what the accountants that ran their, their practices found out is that when they were replenishing that cash, they were just replenishing for the same dollar amount. And when they started practicing EVA, their profit margins went up, their stock prices went up, and it was just a whirlwind. And, and it became one of the largest accounting practices in the country for large corporations to practice. Why don't we do that at the you and me level is all we try to practice. Yeah, one thing after I read the book, Becoming Your Own Banker, that I learned uh, is you finance everything that you do. You either uh, borrow someone else's money and pay them interest, or you spend your cash and you give up the ability to earn interest on your dollar like you described. So Mike, when you're teaching this to your clients and uh, your business owners, what is it about infinite banking that gets you up in the morning? What gets you excited and uh, motivated to come in the office and show this uh, to the people that you work with every day? Yeah, I, I think it's just the uh, the light bulb. I, I'm looking to get them to when that light bulb goes off. It, it's just an unbelievable. You, you can't describe it. You know, it happened to me. It happened to you. It's just a moment in time when you finally, you know, the bells go off and you say, "Got it." I, I it it's finally understood in my head of what we're trying to accomplish here with this vehicle, this process, this product. Because you know, if you think about it. Is just as a life insurance product, you're thinking about it the wrong way. It, it is a tool utilizing the life insurance vehicle as a more efficient savings vehicle. And when you feel the control and, and, and the, the feeling that it gives you, I think that's why I do it every day is I just want people to have that light bulb go off because it's just it, it's peace of mind and you can't put a price tag on that. Um, the control factor, the comfort that it gives me and my wife and and me as a, sl- a small business owner as well. You know, I mean, I I have learned over time that that's the biggest impact that I can make on other people is just teach them what I've been taught and just, you know, pass it forward. Mike, I know your, your time is valuable here, but I have a couple more questions that I want to ask you. You know, um, after I studied this and I, and I tried to poke holes in it, my question t- was, why is everybody not doing this? It makes so much sense um, out of the gate. You, know, you look at the numbers and you think this is an absolute no-brainer with all the attributes that you can get inside of these policies. What has been your um, observation as, why doesn't everybody do this? What's the, what, why do people um, say, no, this isn't for me, or, they, or the, you have the people on, on the internet with all of the noise uh, saying this is the stupidest thing ever. You have all these haters out there but when you study and you pull the layers back and you realize that th- this thing really is the greatest thing since sliced bread, what is it that you found when you speak with people on why not everybody is doing this? It's a great question, and uh, I am. I'm going to have to put you on the clock here soon um, for my time. I'm just kidding. But no, I, I could do this all day. The, um, you know, the number one thing is really to kind of peel back the curtain a little bit. Um, there's, there's two sides of being a financial advisor in, in our world. And when we talk about this product, you know, you have a lot of financial advisors out there that all they want to do is manage assets. They want to manage your money for you. They've got a better 
product or placement that they can put your money in. They're going to manage it. They're going to watch over it. They're going to quarterback the deal and they're going to charge you a fee for that, right? That's, so we do that as a firm, you know, we manage, but that, that is an investment vehicle. So they're, they're, you, 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 that's why we went to school. That's why we got our certifications. That's why we do what we do. Then you skip over to the other side of the spectrum, which is the insurance uh, sales side of the spectrum. And they want to essentially sell a lot of death benefit. That's their focus. Um, and like everybody that's in business, you want to make commissions and you want to get paid for the maximum you can, but also provide a, a benefit to your clients. Um, so on the insurance side, they want to sell as much death benefit as possible. That's where the commissions lie. On the, on the financial advisor side, they want to manage money on the investment side. This, this strategy falls in between the two. Because as you know, and we, and we share it and we disclose it with all of our clients, how we get paid and how we, we provide, we take a substantial haircut in commissions. And that's not, as a business practice, most people look at that and say, well, why would you do that? Well, because that's why how it works. <laughs> it, it doesn't work unless you do that. If we don't reduce our commission, reduce the, we strip away the cost as much as possible out of these products, then it just doesn't function properly. It would still function in the long run, it, but it takes 20, 30 years to get there. Well, most of us don't have that kind of patience. You know, I don't. Um, so we have to front load, structure the policy properly in order to minimize for our clients' benefit. And that's why it's just not taught at the end of the day. It's just not being taught properly and well uh, around the country. And so there's just not a lot of us out there. That's in a nutshell. All right, Mike. So coming to a close here, um, I guess if a person is listening to this episode and they're and they and they're intrigued by what you're talking about, they like the idea of maybe not so much the insurance, but they love all the control. They love all these awesome attributes of infinite banking and what you're talking about. What is because again, at the end of the day, I'm all about action. You know, no bark, all bite kind of thing. What can somebody do today? Uh, to take action and to move something forward in their own lives financially by applying infinite banking to their business, whether that's real estate or their own, uh, if they're an entrepreneur or a small business owner, what can somebody do today to move their ball forward uh, with infinite banking? Yeah, it's multiple things. Um, But number one, I would say just educate yourself. Whatever means and resources you like to consume information, find those. Podcasts books, um, videos, uh, highly recommend listening to all Nolan stuff. I mean, you're doing a fantastic job, buddy, getting the word out there, getting the message out there. And so just consume yourself with knowledge, educate yourself as much as possible. If you need, a, I mean, the quickest way for folks to do that, schedule a Zoom, get, get on a 10-minute phone call and ask some questions to, to Nolan, to myself, someone that can help you with this. Everybody here wants to help. We all are looking to advise any way we can. And then you, you have to take action. You have to, you know, it, everything in life takes capital. Look at your own personal budget. Figure out, okay, if I were to go down this road, what's it going to take? We will help you get there. That's all part of our job. We've done this. Uh, I've got hundreds of clients that do this with me. No two look the same. Everybody's different. So it's our job to sit down, figure out a comfortable way for you to get started in this strategy. That's, that's the best advice I can give. 
Awesome, Mike. Well, again, thanks so much for coming in today, man. I appreciate it a ton. And just kind of all what you have done for me in my in my career and my business with Infinite Banking and showing this to other people and getting this information out there to people that, you know, I, I believe and I truly believe this, that everybody is is feeling that there is something else out there. We're, we're all trying to find something where, you know, we're being told what to do by the financial entertainers, but we all think that there's something that's out there that's different. This is the different thing that's out there. If you are somebody sitting on the sideline, I would encourage you, there's going to be a link in my bio that's going to have a, a Calendly invitation. It's a free Zoom call, consultation with Mike and I that you can get on the call with us and get educated, just learn something new. If you're an open-minded person that wants to go out and find a way to get where you want to financially go faster without changing what you're doing, this is the vehicle to do it. So again, guys, thanks so much for listening. We'll catch you guys next time.